Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. If you would remain standing for the reading of the word, I will be reading from two scriptures, Acts 1, 1 through 4, and then Acts 2, 1 through 4. Dear Theophilus, in the first volume of this book, I wrote on everything that Jesus began to do and preach until the day he said goodbye to the apostles, the ones he had chosen through the Holy Spirit and was taken up to heaven. After his death, he presented himself alive to them in many different settings over a period of 40 days. In face-to-face meetings, he talked to them about things concerning the kingdom of God. As they met and ate meals together, he told them that they were on no account to leave Jerusalem, but must wait for the Father for what the Father promised, the promised you heard from me. And in Acts 2, when the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale forced. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. You may be seated. Something amazing really happened that day, that first day of Pentecost. Try to put yourself in that place at that time. You just gather together and just a normal meeting. And then all of a sudden you hear this great wind. And then tongues of fire begin to go throughout the building. And they rested upon all the people that were there. I just really cannot imagine what it would have looked like and felt like and heard heard that day. That first day of Pentecost. Peter stood up and he proclaimed the prophecy of Joel had been fulfilled. The Holy Spirit had come to be with God's people. Peter spoke about repentance and the the gospel of Christ. 
And by the end of that day, the church grew by more than 3,000 people. And that is why we today celebrate Pentecost. God had given Joel a message. And Joel had proclaimed the prophesied that message to the people. And he said that it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Joel used the word afterward in his prophecy. The word afterward is very significant, especially for you and I today. It refers to an experience in the future concerning all of God's children. In the future, not for those that were present that day that Joel gave his prophecy, but for those that would come later, you and I, for those that would be present at the Pentecost and those afterwards. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is a divine gift from God. And the outpouring of God's Spirit on his people would be a reminder of a faithful God fulfilling his promises to restore his people. God would rest his Spirit upon individuals to give them strength and the ability to complete a certain task He gave that promise that he would be ever-present with his people. Now, in Old Testament times, the Spirit wasn't ever-present with God's people. In the Old Testament times, the Spirit would come to certain people when God needed them. And then that Spirit would help them do what God wanted them to do. And that spirit would just be there for that time, and then the spirit may go and rest on somebody else. There was Noah and Moses and Elijah and Samuel and King David, just to name a few. And in the New Testament, when it opens, we hear John the Baptist has arrived on the scene. And John the Baptist is baptizing people with water. But he tells a people that one is coming that is even greater than he and that that person will baptize by the Spirit. We all understand baptism by the water. We know that when we accept Christ as our Savior that uh, we have an outward symbol by being baptized, by being taken under the water as a symbolism that we have died with Christ, we've brought out of the water with that symbolism that we have been raised with Christ. 
But what about baptism by the Spirit? Baptism by the Spirit is when you've accepted Christ and the Spirit will come and rest on you. It is also called the indwelling of the Spirit. And the Spirit will now live in you. And the baptism of the Spirit can come before or it can come after baptism by the water. Okay? But there's a process with the indwelling of the Spirit. And that is the continued process of infilling, the filling up. It happens more than once. Remember when Jesus was baptized, he came out of the water, the heavens opened, and the dove descended like a, the Spirit and, and rested upon Jesus, and it was the Spirit that took Jesus into the wilderness. It was the Spirit that gave him the strength to live there for 40 days and without food or water. It was the Spirit that gave him the strength to uh, defy the temptation from Satan. It was the Spirit that... Uh, walked with Christ during his ministry, uh, the spirit that, that lived, because Jesus was completely filled with the spirit. It was a spirit that took him to the, that helped him go through the ordeals of the cross. It was a spirit that raised him from the dead, and it was the spirit that ascended him up to heaven. And when the spirit, is, when Jesus ascended up into heaven, then the Spirit descended upon God's people. Jesus had told his disciples that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. These disciples were not extraordinary people. They were just ordinary men. Ordinary people like you and I. But they were able to do great things when the Spirit came upon them. They needed the empowerment of the Spirit to carry out the mission of the gospel of Jesus. And if you and I are going to do the work that God has called us to do, we need the empowerment of the Spirit. And you and I have the option of saying yes to the Spirit or saying no to the Spirit. But be careful if you say no. You know, God will only ask so many times for you to do something, and then he'll give that gift to someone else. The third person of the Trinity the Holy Spirit is hard to explain sometimes. 
He's hard to understand. He's a mystery. We don't see the Spirit. He's not tangible that we can grasp a hold of and touch or see. But we do see the, we feel the effects of the Spirit. We see the effects of the Spirit in what we can do. When you hear the music, that is the Spirit coming forth through those who are playing and singing. You hear it and you see it. The Spirit is alive in them as they worship. I want to share with you my experience of when the Holy Spirit came to me. I was 17 years old when I was saved. I was at graduated high school and was getting ready to go to college and uh, my soon-to-be roommate, Connie, and I had went to Ada, where East Central is at, <clears throat> Ada, Oklahoma, down in Southeastern. And um, we met her boyfriend down there that lived also there. His father was the pastor at the Southern Nazarene Church in Ada. And after we got done looking at the apartment, finding the apartment that we was going to take, we went to church with David that evening. And there was a visiting pastor. And he was preaching that night about giving your all to God. And there were several stories. One of them was about um, giving your life to God and, and even being... Um, willing to die for, for God and for Jesus. And he ended it with a message of, and he, he used the illustration of a man putting his hands in his pocket and pulling his hands out of the, his pocket and nothing being there. And he just pulled out the pocket lining and, and said, this is all I have. He gave what he had. And he used the illustration of a woman's purse. You know, women, how many times have we pulled everything out of our purse and then we dig the liner out, the inside of it out, trying to find something, and, and, and it's all gone. And he used that illustration of giving all that we had to God, to our last penny, our last ounce, our last whatever it was. He talked about giving to God. While he was preaching, I began to feel that I was getting sick. I, I, I thought I was getting sick at my stomach. I'd been fine earlier, but now all of a sudden something was going on. I feel like my stomach was just turning upside down and just, just like a wheel just moving. I was sweating. The pastor finished and he closed in prayer and then he said, he made an invitation to come to the altar. And then he said, we will stand and sing the closing song. And the song began. Just as I am, O Lamb of God, I come. 
just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. That thou biddest me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. My legs were so weak I couldn't stand on them. And I fell back onto the pew and all I could do was sit there and cry. An elderly lady that was sitting to the left of me just reached out and put her hand on mine and began to pat my hand and said, Honey, would you like to go to the altar and pray? I didn't know what to say. All I could say was yes. I had no idea what was happening to me. And so she got me up to the altar, got me to the two pastors, and they prayed for me, and I prayed, and I accepted Christ that day. I had no idea that the Holy Spirit had just taken a hold of me. And I'm sorry to say that after experiencing the power of the Spirit that night, I didn't really change the direction of my life at that moment. I did know that something was different, and I began to think about that night. But I was young, I was in a different town, I was getting ready to go to college. I didn't have a car, so I didn't have a way to get to the church because it wasn't close to where I was living. I didn't have anyone to help me get spiritually fed, anyone to help guide me along this process. So it was years before the Spirit began to tug at my heart again. You see, the Spirit won't leave you alone. If you're trying to ignore the Spirit, he's going to, the Spirit's going to keep pulling. He's going to try his best before he goes to someone else. I can tell you that if it had not been for the Spirit... I wouldn't be standing here today. I never had any intentions of ever doing any kind of public speaking. I was too shy. I couldn't speak to more than two people in a room at a time. So I know what the power of the Spirit can do. When I think about the Holy Spirit, that third person of the Trinity, my description of, that, of the Spirit would be that he's a divine gift from God. Without the Spirit, one cannot become like Christ. The Spirit is the one that transforms a Christian from the inside out. We have to be worked on the inside first before anything can come out that is, that it produces, I mean, and the Spirit is what produces the fruit. The Spirit gives us the gifts, and the Spirit teaches us how to use those gifts, and the Spirit guides us through that. The Spirit teaches us. The Spirit enlightens the Word of God for us. 
there was a man called Smith Wigglesworth. Now, some of you might have heard of him or even read some of his books. He was a great evangelist. He was baptized by the Spirit in 1907 at the age of 48. And he became so filled with the Spirit that his ministry became a worldwide evangelistic and healing ministry that reached thousands. He ministered in the U.S., Australia, South Africa, and all over Europe until at the time of, time of his death in 1947. But he made this statement, What a wonderful divine position God intends us all to have, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is something so remarkable, so divine. It is, as it were, a great open door into all of the treasury of the Most High. Now think about the movie of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Think about how they go into this great big old cave room or whatever, and they open up the doors and they find all of these treasures from the bottom, I mean, on the bottom of the floor that goes all the way to the top of the ceiling, all this treasure. Think about the treasure that God has offered to all of us just through his gift of the Holy Spirit. It's more than we could ever imagine. We can do more than we ever imagined if we let the Spirit work in us. We are baptized with the Spirit once, but God will keep infilling us. He'll keep filling us over and over and over again, and he will fill us until we overflow and that it affects others around us. That is how the Spirit works, and that is what the Spirit wants from each of us. Jesus told his disciples, you know, right before he left, the disciples couldn't understand why he was going to have to leave, but Jesus told them that whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Can you believe in that scripture? It comes from John 14, 12. I didn't make it up. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works I do and greater works than these will he do. He was talking to his disciples. Jesus touched the eyes of the blind and they were able to see. He made the lame to walk. He chased out demons. He fed thousands with just a small sack of loaves and fishes. He calmed the seas. Do you believe in the power of God and that that power can work inside of you? Pastor Roger Wilmore told a story about himself in a conversation he had with one of his church members. 
He said, when I was a very young pastor, still adjusting to all the demands that fall upon one in the pastoral ministry, I found myself neglecting my study in order to meet other needs. <clears throat> one Sunday evening following the worship service, a dear lady, a person who loved and cared for her pastor, said to me, Pastor, I can hear the dipper banging against the bottom of the bucket. Wilmore said, I will never forget that state, that remark. It was her way of warning me not to neglect my time in the Word and with the Lord. My pitcher was empty, and she knew it. What is your power source? Do you have supernatural powers in your life? Can you do extraordinary things even though you're an ordinary person? Or maybe you are weary and worn out. Can people hear the dipper banging against the bottom of your bucket? Jesus said that if anyone thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of the heart will flow rivers of living water. Jesus spoke these words to people who were spiritually dry, empty, and defeated. So many people today find themselves with no real meaning in life. They move through life like a puppet, getting through one day, and then getting through another day, and then getting through another day, and just continually repeating itself. Jesus explained in verse 39 that of the living waters that he was talking about the Holy Spirit, which his followers would receive at a later time. Stuart Briscoe said, God will meet man on the level of his desire. Man can have as much of God, the Holy Spirit, as he wants. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty for God? Are you wanting more out of life? Are you wanting to do more for God, but not sure you can do it? As the psalmist said, as the deer pants for the flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Do you want to be filled with the fullness of the Spirit? Jesus invites us to come and drink of the living water. Invite the Spirit into your life. Let it fill you until you're overflowing. Let us pray. Almighty Father, again we just say, come Holy Spirit, come. Come and fill us, Lord God. Come and live in us. Holy Spirit, we just want to welcome you here. In this place, in our hearts, in our lives. If you are weary and worn out, if you feel dry, 
then come. Jesus invites you to come and to drink of the living water. The altar rails are open if you want to come and pray. If you need someone to pray for you, I'm here. If you want your, the person next to you to pray for you, then ask them to come. But don't go thirsty. Let Christ fill you with his Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.